to the deep dive, the live dive, albeit at a distance. How are you, Mr. Smith? Good, mate. How are you? I love oh, how we drove in a car to get here, but then we sit 1.5 metres away. But anyway. It is what it is. So um, we're, we're back. back. Back out of, you know, ISO, out of ISO. Anyway, we know footy's uh, back. That's the main thing. Well, that's it. We're kind of in that middle thing at the moment. This is the first time we've been together for, well, together for like two and a half months. But it's the first time we've actually had games to talk about for a long, long time now. Um, so the bulk of this episode will be kind of catch up of of news and other random bits and pieces that have happened over the last few weeks. We were going to record a couple of weeks ago, but a lot of it was pretty rubbish kind of conversation. We wanted to wait till we got a bit closer to the first block of, of fixtures um, so we can kind of make it a bit more about, about the actual game. Yeah, exactly. We're nearly, we're nearly there. We were like, let's just hold off for a couple of weeks. We're so close. No like, point talking hearsay and just little bits oh. of random information that every other news outlet was talking about because they were starved <laughs> for football. Um, well, I looked at the rundown anyway. and it was like, this is all. This is not really our stick. Like, we're so close to the games. So we finally got the fixtures, so that's pretty exciting. Um, massive thanks to our sponsors at Hops to Home. Hops to Home is a craft beer delivery service. If you've ever needed uh, craft beer delivered to your door, you don't want to leave the house. I mean, these guys are way ahead of the curve. have been doing it for a couple of years now. Look up yep. uh, hopstone.com.au. It's delicious. Yeah. Good beers. Yeah. Use the uh, promo code, which is AFL Deep Dive, for $20 off your first pack. And 25 I believe it is. 25 Then you get the extra fiver. Oh, even better. Yeah. That's that's an extra can It's then. two VBs. Yeah. You've, you've doubled down. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so with football... Uh, back on the horizon. Um, if you're still uh, staying at home, uh, do, 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 do yourself a favour. Get some cans for yourself and send some to your mates. Well, I think like things like Dan Murphy's and stuff like that, these huge businesses, like they're up like 50 60%. So surely some of these, you know, it's good to support some of the smaller online businesses as well. Um, check them out, hopstime.com.au. It's an awesome business and they collect great craft beer from across Australia and they deliver do. it to your door. Absolutely. Bingo Bongo. Check out Beyond the Game TV as well. The partnership will continue through this year. Um, obviously, with the way the year is going to go, it's going to be pretty sporadic as to when we can do episodes, but we'll do them as often as we can. Um, the games are going to be pretty back-to-back too. So, again, it, that also makes it, ironically, even harder to do week by week because there's going to be Sunday night games too. So, it, like, by the time we, we then know results and other bits and pieces, it does make it harder and harder. But we will, you know, record, even if you've got to cover a couple of rounds or two or three rounds at a time, time yeah. we'll do what we can. And definitely, um, yeah, just won't have the capacity to be able to go as deep into each game like we have over the past um, few se- a couple of seasons for those of you who have been with us uh, from the get-go. I feel um, sorry for you. Yeah, it used to be two-hour um, session, so we'll uh, definitely be bringing that back down. It was, so. it was for the niche, put it that way. It was for a niche, yeah. Uh, <laughs> which, which there was a niche, but we also have to do other things. Yeah, like the, like the quarters for yeah. this year, we're going a little bit shorter. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, so let's kind of go through the, the nitty-gritty, I guess, of the last little bit. I mean, we had... I don't want to get into like I don't know about you can get into it if you want but I I might go to sleep for a bit I don't think you'd be interested the all the beefs between people so like you know gosh he's had his problems with Mick Malthouse when he said that he was you know a old racist man. that was bizarre and then old we've man had, old man with old news <laughs> we uh, had like Eddie Maguire every day has been in another problem with somebody else like it just it just doesn't end so all that I don't care no, like, yeah it, for me it's um, quite egotistical that, oh, that there's not anything going on so they're trying to drum up some type of uh, interest uh, interest in their their footy club even though it doesn't actually serve a purpose and, no oh look some people are just uh, wired very differently and if they're in the media, uh, they need to create uh, some type of kerfuffle if there's not a lot going on. Well, I think if you've got any questions, send them through to AFL Deep Dive at any of the social media that we're on or AFL Deep Dive at gmail.com or any of that stuff. But, I mean, we'll, we'll skip over a lot of those those kind of arguments. That's fairly boring. But No, think- we'll stick to our wheelhouse, yeah. which is about as much of the game as we as can, we even can. though it's still... In effect, two and a half weeks. We're close. Or three weeks away. What's well, the 12th? It's about three weeks, yeah. Is it the 12th or the 14th of June? 11th. Yeah. <laughs> 11th. Somewhere around there. <laughs> One of them. One of them. It's been, been so long. On that Thursday you know night. You know what's really ridiculous, and this puts it into perspective, when we start playing on the 11th, it would have been round 13, which is ludicrous. We're starting round two, and it would have been round 13, so we've missed quite a lot of football. So it does throw you into a spin. ISO has not been kind to us. 
No, it hasn't been kind to a few players either, but we'll get no, to that. We very will get soon. to that. But um, I think the probably the most major thing that's happened in terms of the way we want to talk about the game in terms of the you know the actual game. Obviously, the fixture being announced is quite big news, but the biggest thing I think that's happened since we last spoke and then the ramifications of that was the Adelaide scenario with um, the Barossa. So, very they, quick recap of it. They just they find, they just the find another way to, um, I don't know, do something stupid. They, they drank more... Too much wine or too much pizza, another camp, another scenario. But essentially, they went there. We won't. Everyone knows now, surely. But for those who are confused, they went there. Um, basically, they set up areas for the players that were interstate. So um, because they're allowed to go home, so like Victorian players, WA, whatever, came back to Adelaide. They didn't want to mix them with the players initially, so they put them into this golf course scenario. In a wine region. In a wine region. It all went south, and um, I think it was 7 or Channel 9, whatever, choppers were flying over, and they got footage of them there, and uh, they were, you know, being idiots and mixing together and all that stuff. So the whole thing, it ended up meaning that it, it, well, just, it didn't look good, obviously. The optics of it looked pretty poor. And then as a result, the South Australian government for a period there was like, that's it. You're going to have to go into the hubs. And now, like... You know, they can't have contact. They can train there, but they're going to have to obviously, you know, deal with this in, in, in a different respect. So it's it's through SA and it really threw Port Adelaide under the bus and made it really difficult because now, you know, the, the SA teams are going to have to face a very different scenario. So I think yeah. the AFL were hoping that that would be a fly-in, fly-out scenario, but now it's not going to be. It'd be the same as WA. So. Yeah, and it's made it challenging uh, for umpire, umpiring. Yeah. Um, the first or round two game uh, there as well. Uh, the umpires having to be flown in from Melbourne early so that they can uh, abide by the South Australian guidelines. Yeah. Um, some stupid comments around why can't they just use a sandful umpires? It's like big jump in competition different, and yeah. different rules. Yeah. So yeah. So the two SA teams, if anyone hasn't uh, seen the fixture. Play uh, round two at home and then um, fly up to Queensland to be part of the, the Queensland hub along with the WA sides and the two Queensland sides. Yeah, so effectively what it meant, which and we knew it was going to be at least four teams with the two WA teams and the two Queensland teams based up obviously in Queensland, yep. but now it's going to be six. So two SA, two WA as a minimum for the first block. So they're going to release... Um, the fixture broken up into into different packets. Yeah, so yes. they're, called, they're calling them blocks. So block now is, is which, the – which is it makes which sense. I was going to say, um, we'll just touch on that briefly. Yeah, they just can't the release opinion. the full fixture. Oh, I think it's a really good decision on the AFL's behalf yeah. to be open and flexible with how to transition well, from – yeah. Yeah, well, but having the foresight to be able to go, yeah. well, just let's do it this way because it hadn't really been discussed – Previously, they talked about hubs and and this and that. Nobody really said it was just let's look on fixtures in blocks and and um, yeah. alternate if we need to um, and, and how appropriately. So I think it's been a great decision and I think it'll work quite well. Yeah, considering it's going to be the most abnormal season that we'll ever likely to see. Yeah, well, certainly for another hundred years, it's obviously a pretty crazy event. But yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a nice gap. Um, it gives enough logistical information to get that out there but then at the same time it's it's not going overboard i mean look in retrospect given how much things have started to die down i'm sure everybody's following the news we don't need to cover that it's starting to get a bit better um certainly nationally it's looking better so the only thing is maybe we could have started slightly earlier but it is what it is I, like as long as they can the, the the actual season can finish at the end of october it's not end of the world because it means then they've got trade period in november the players can go away because the biggest problem, and a lot of people seem to keep forgetting this, but the biggest problem is the Olympics is next year. So at this stage, it's going to be next year, which means the season will start early. So they really need to finish by the start of, end of October, start of November, so that it doesn't affect the preseason of next year and they can go back to 22 games. Because that's what they'll want to do. If, even if they're shorter, they'll still be 22, if not more. They might do 24 games to make up the minutes. Either way, the point is that like we we're gonna we like the season. I think w- could start in early March next year. Like that's not out of the question. So it's not going to be much time off. So they have to end it. But it is what it is. We could have probably started a week or two early in retrospect, like the NRL. But I, I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. We spoke uh, a couple of weeks ago about this notion that oh people are going to flee off to NRL. That's ridiculous. That makes no sense. Like that's 
Regina, well, like, the thing is, uh, regardless of... You this point your whole life, you're just like, what, two weeks more, what? Like, you're just yeah. going to start watching and NRL. The, and, the, and look, the reality is um, the the strongest states for, for, for AFL, yeah. are, well, Victoria first and foremost, but then South Australia and WA, mm. and the uh, restrictions in those three states weren't uh, eased like they were in no, Queensland and New South Wales. So it was a national much, game. Yeah. much easier for the NRL to kickstart their campaign a bit earlier because they've got to be able to train for yeah. a, a few weeks and get contact and all that well, type of stuff, which yeah. AFL's only just doing that this week. So with NRL kicking off this weekends. This weekend, correct. Yeah, yeah the first so NRL had, games this weekend. So they've weekend, had yeah. the past month to be able to train. Yeah, and I appreciate that, like, you know. As teams. I, yeah, exactly. And look, I don't want to obviously get into an NRL no. AFL thing. I couldn't care less. But no, the different sports. Exactly. And, yeah. and I appreciate NRL fans saying, oh, well, our team's, our league's just as complicated. You know, we've got an overseas team, blah, blah, blah. I get that. But it does become difficult for the AFL when they're dealing with WA, SA, Victoria, New South Wales, Queensland. It's five governments they're having to deal with. In in a, in a large perspective, it's and not like there's one team there. And then you got Queensland's rights. got three teams. And you got right to two. Other there's only states one team in games. Victoria. There's nothing in WA or SA. So yeah. that that's, you're only dealing with three governments. And less, yes, you're dealing with New Zealand. And then Victoria, you've got sorry with AFL, you've got two teams that play home games in Tassie. Yeah. And Canberra as another one for GWS. And they, there is some so, of that kind of stuff in the NRL. Yeah, but but even if you've got a minimum of two teams, teams. in every single state. And yep. that makes it a lot more complicated. Yeah, There's a lot more people. So anyway, um, but that's, that's I guess, the short of it. So we'll obviously, in the, ne- the second half of the episode, go into a breakdown of the actual fixture itself. Um, in the next couple of weeks, we will come back, I reckon, just before round two yep. to do a bit of a round preview. Um, and then we'll go kind of probably a bit more heavier into the games. The second half of this, this episode is probably going to be more, you know, a bit of an overall discussion around what we think of it. Is it fair, unfair, whatever? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that kind of more overarching conversation. But I think that, anyway, that's, I think, probably the biggest news, this Barossa thing, because it impacted a range of other things and it had a real, you know, kind of trickle effect in terms of impacting other scenarios. But... Look, it is what it is. I, I, the the where for me, and I, we haven't spoken about this at all. And I think this is kind of interesting to me, and I, it's it just shows kind of the, the, a lot a lot of the modern media now. But where I think the story kind of got a bit buried, it wasn't for me so much about the Barossa thing. Like so, it was reported as fact, and it came out of the clubs as well. Brisbane. So I'll start it from the beginning. The, the AFL had said this is when you'll need to tell your players to be back at the clubs, right? So the AFL's then told the clubs that X is when the players are going to have to be back at the clubs so that they can quarantine in time and then be allowed to start training. So th- this isn't a joke, but this is meant to be like a, you know, a serious professional sport. There are teams that have players that came back days and days and days later than other teams. So, like, this is, again, like, the story is Eddie Maguire going off, you know, uh, what's the name, calling Malthouse, Koshi calling Malthouse a racist. Like, is it not, like, interesting at all to anyone that, like, there, there is levels of unprofessionalism in, in the league where there are players that have come... So, Fremantle had players that came days and days later than Brisbane players. Adelaide had players that came back days and days later. Is that not... Like a like pretty concerning and a story in itself. I look. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Along with a number of other uh, little incidences throughout the two the last two months, I think um, it's uh, taken a, a the sheet off um, some of the gloss that AFL players and AFL clubs <laughs> are, are afforded yeah. in the media, um, whether it be uh, yeah, Nat Fife's. Um, being questioned about surfing, going for a surf yeah. um, in a different part of the state, or um, uh, the the Jack Stevens incident and things like this, I, th- I think behind closed doors, uh, AFL players, are, especially the younger ones, um, are no different to any other person <laughs> no, that age. I get and it. If, if the parents aren't looking, <clears throat> yeah, which is it. their club, they're going to. Get away with, or yeah. try to get away oh, with as much as they can. And uh, look, 
I just no. thought it was a pretty interesting story that, oh, that was completely just like a, glossed was, over. That because of how important it was. And I'm not meaning it from a got you negative perspective. No, no. I would love to hear some discussion or see a story about how much the Brisbane culture has come that all those young players got there before the deadline. I think that's a great story. I think it's positive. I think it's interesting. Oh, sorry. I was trying to highlight no, no, the fact that the media, no, no, the hi- the, the media oh, yeah, highlighted 100%. all these other yeah, yeah. things which are inconsequential. No, I'm like, saying this cares? positively if it's been missed. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. 100%. Totally agree. Anyway. Totally agree. Uh, and you could have had back page like, news about it's, it all the time. It's a good story, but that does, apparently no, it doesn't, doesn't sell papers. It does not sell papers, no. And going back to what I was saying before, like, oh, the biggest story was the Barossa thing because it impacted the play and, and then this scenario. Mm. I'm not saying... Like, obviously, the Jack Stephen thing, people will be screaming at the, at the screen saying, well, what about the Jack Stephen thing? Yeah, I get that. But it's not, that's not really in our, in our kind of shtick. In well, not allowed, of nobody's, allowed, nobody's allowed about to Well, no one's about anyway. to talk about it anyway. Well, we can do it now. I mean, essentially, like, I have nothing to say about it because we, we simply don't have the details. No. I've heard rumours about it. I've heard bits and pieces about it. But it's we, we, don't, we simply don't know. I, obviously, he's, he's not in a great place. That's not good. Um, it sounds like it was a was a dispute that was um, with someone that was known to him. That's that's what you strongly hear quite a lot. Um, but that's I mean, like, what do you say? Like, it, it's pretty wild, obviously, that he got that he got stabbed and that scenario has happened, and he's in a situation where he feels he he can't go to the police around this person that stabbed him. Obviously, he's in a pretty awkward position. Mm. Um, but obviously, that person's got something over him. I mean, why 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 would you not? He wouldn't even go to the police, let alone the club. So I mean, look, maybe he's gone to the club and, and they've all agreed to not say anything. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but that obviously was a big story, but. It's a it's a very difficult one to discuss because we simply don't have any idea what what actually happened. No. Um, injuries. So obviously, Ollie Wines. Um, He's been a few that no popped out this week uh, after training. Trelaw, training buddy. started. Buddy, uh, Jago O'Meara. Yeah. Uh, just to name some, uh, rattle off some of the bigger name uh, players for for clubs that are all going to miss the first week. Oh, Michael Hurley, yeah. another one. Yeah. There's there's a few. So it's interesting. And look, a lot a lot of. Um, uh, of the um, fitness trainers and whatnot of each of the clubs were always concerned that this big layoff, soon as contact uh, training was back on the agenda, yeah. it was much more um, high chance of injuries to occur. So look, most of the ones that we've mentioned are on the lower end of the spectrum, so they're probably only going to miss anywhere between round two and yeah. round five. But, I mean, Sydney have been... Chomping at the bit to have Buddy back and war again. What a trainer. Like they finally, well, that was the only real positive for them with the corona was that Buddy would be ready for Ready to two. go, yeah. And now th- this happens. And Well, you said a while ago you think you, he won't get to a thousand goals. And I remember when you said that, I thought, oh, you're nuts. Surely he'll get there. He's only got about 80 to go. But I think you might be right. I think it might be getting to the point where <clears throat> that's not going to happen. Uh, I mean, the saving grace. I guess is he still got one more year after this season on that contract? One more, so Sydney aren't going to offload him. Uh, it's not in their financial best interest. He's uh, he's owed a, owed a little bit of coin in the back end, um, based on uh, yeah, well, everything that came out. Yeah, yeah it's every heavily back ended. So <coughs> I think they'll just be happy to get as many gains out of him as possible. Yeah. Um, but having said that, and just touching on the Swans at the moment, I think their number one priority is actually finding a brand of football that's going to win them more games um, than last year and give themselves a chance to play finals because if they do get to finals, even a buddy that's only played three to six games uh, could be the difference between going deep and not at all. So I think that's a bigger concern than whether buddy is there for round two or not. Oh, look, and and all these people are trying to argue on Twitter today about whether the deal's worth it or not. I don't think it necessarily comes down to this scenario now. Let's look at it when it's finished. His career is not... I don't think his career yeah, is over yet. Uh, definitely not. and Pro- Probably not, but I don't know. It, it is well, a hard we, one. We're never going to know how much uh, he brought to gate sales, merchandise, all that type of stuff. Definitely a fair bit. We lived yeah. in Sydney. We saw the impact it had. It definitely had an impact. I definitely lifted the no profile. No flags, not good. Yeah, yeah. that's always that's... what a player's judged on, well, um, especially le- on coin like that. And he left one on the table at Hawthorne. Yeah. And quite literally, whether you want to mount an argument or not, it, it's a fact. They yeah, won the flag. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, that's what happened. So It did. Um, um, what do you reckon next, Danaher? I mean, that's like it sounds like now he's he's pretty on the, on the door. Um, 
Well, is he even is he even good enough mentally ready to play football? Again? Well, Worsfold seems... said he's, he's just there's the like he's way off. Yeah. And the other thing, to what prompted a lot of this discussion was Goddard did one of the Herald Sun's um, sacked podcast thing, uh, and he was saying, you know, he thought he was gone, and he's definitely going to go to Sydney and blah blah blah. He said a bunch of things where it was like, I'd be shocked if he stays at Essendon. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Like, I, I, it makes you wonder. I mean, obviously, we, we if, if if what we thought was true in terms of the trade period last year, I could see why Essendon held their um, held their cards there. But I don't know if he's not going to play and just walked out at the end of the year. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah, it's, well, it's a hard one. It is going to be. Everything becomes fascinating when we talk about yeah. a player movement for next year based on uh, now really with, with the restricted payments. Yeah. I mean, the 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 before the season started. Everyone out of GWS was super confident Jeremy Cameron was signing on that dotted line. It's still, yeah. But now with restricted payments, yeah. Um, I mean, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars more at a, a club interstate. So let's just use Victoria because that's more likely. Well, Geelong not. are going to go hard for him. I think well, that's definitely going to happen. So many, so many um, player managers from around the country yeah. uh, are definitely going to approach him a bit stronger now yeah. with uh, everything that's going on. But it's going to be fascinating to see how everything unfolds in that scenario. Yeah. Obviously, number of months um, away from all that type of stuff. Oh, but it, yeah. does become, but, it does become a lot more interesting. Well, that, that prompted Hurt, it. Your, yeah. your Camerons, your, your buddies <laughs> and these older players, I guess, as well. That The stability is not there no. with um, player numbers um, yeah. being reduced. And and it's and it's not scuttlebutt like the coach brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not. Well, he was asked oh, obviously by in, the, in in a press conference, but he still discussed it. So I think that's fair enough mm. to discuss it now. Um, what do we think about all this discussion this week around game length and people kind of really getting up about the you know the length of the game? And we've spoken about this before. I, I don't. I don't it's mind. One season. It. Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to go back to normal next year anyway, or if it doesn't, we're going to get more games. It was fascinating. So, I, um, what's the difference? It was fascinating. I can't remember whether I was having a conversation with someone else yeah, or something I, I watched. It's funny. The only people that are chomping at the bit to reduce game time yeah. are media. Yeah. Because they've got to talk about it more. So the shorter the game is... I think the broadcasters broadcast, want it shorter. Yeah, for international markets. But people, like fans who go to the games, players... Yeah. They want it to remain as it is. So, um, look, if they're going to reduce it to make it, and this is just my opinion, to make it fair across all stakeholders, I'd be looking at a two to three minute quarter reduction. Yeah, and not it's, five, not ten. No, not, not, it's too too big. And we can use cricket as an example. Sorry, T Twenty cricket. Yeah. Hasn't made cricket any no. more interesting actually at the moment. Not more people yeah. in Australia in particular. Test cricket is their preference. Yeah, and the other thing too, it's just five days. My biggest problem with it is it it fundamentally does change the game. So it's yeah. not like it's something where it's really speculative. Where so let's say if you look at like so 2012 Wimbledon right with the roof and Federer plays a lot better in the second half and, and beats Murray right and you could look at it and say oh well because of the roof you know. Someone could say, a real pro Murray person could say, oh, well, you know, the roof shard and, you know, Federer obviously is really good indoors. Um, that, you know, that really turned it. That's a pretty weak argument, really. Like, a probably, he was still winning anyway with the roof shard. It didn't really make too much of a difference. You know, whereas this is literally, like, shortening the game. So if you look at, like, grand finals, at, if you took those minutes away, there would be results that would go the other way. Yep. So that that's, that's a problem, is that that's the biggest thing, is it does fundamentally flick things around so I, I don't I don't know I look they for this year that's fine if they do change it ongoing then I said to someone the other day I was like well I'm gonna then judge you know football you know pre-1980 and you know in a very different era and then you know that kind of midway from that older era towards AFL as another era and then another era from AFL to you know maybe around now kind of yeah. a year or so ago and then this it just becomes another kind of era where oh they play with a different clock you know I, I don't know like it just like a shot clock or something along those lines in the NBA it's a fairly different yeah scenario. Good, good scenario like when we talk about um, just talking about NBA uh, obviously the last dance has just uh, finished up and Michael Jordan arguably the greatest ever player no one's but arguing. nobody talks about Will Chamberlain 
who scored 100 points in a game. Not once. LeBron Multiple fans, times. the only ones that are arguing. Yeah, but that was a different era. You can't actually compare what well, that's ridiculous. Will Chamberlain yeah. doing 100, scoring 100 points and, and, and grabbing 51 rebounds. He was yeah. allowed to stand in the key yeah. for as long as he wanted. Yeah. Um, so it's a, bit, it's a little bit, a little bit different. It'd be yeah. like saying you can't guard anyone at the three point line. Uh, yeah. Steph Curry would score 100 points uh, <laughs> over the last few years as well. So, um, yeah, you, Look, you would, but there's a lot, lot of water to go under that bridge. I think, um, I think over time it's inevitable yeah. if they want to draw on an international uh, spectator uh, crowd to increase the game will reduce in time. I just don't think it needs to come down to like 16 and a well, half minute quarters. Yeah. I get I get the argument. Plus time on. Yeah. And we brought this up earlier. I think I get the the argument from players saying that I oh, will, you know, for t- like because a lot of players have said in surveys and stuff that's anonymous and stuff that, um, so we don't know obviously who said it, but the players have consistently said that fatigue is an issue. Like the, the, the game has become so much more physical and the demands of... Uh, media, but also, um, you know, training demands and, you know, tactics meetings and the amount of things that they have to do, if they had shortened games, they would be able to then play more games. We're happy to do the same amount of minutes and get the, you know, the broadcast agreement to keep growing. But then, you know, we also simultaneously need, like the shorter games means we can recover quicker, less recovery time means more time doing other things. And they've a lot of players have said they would do more media during the week if they had less recovery time because they have more time to be able to do it. So, so I, I don't know. I, I, like I can the see that. You, I like the point you you brought up and it's just, uh, symptomatic of modern football. The actual game time hasn't changed mm. for decades. It's what they have to do after. No, no, yeah, yeah. The, that's my, so yeah. remove the analysis out of it. Like if they're getting so fatigued, it should be on the onus of clubs to just pull back. Same as coaches. Like you, you listen to coaches and they do 80, 90... 100-hour weeks, yeah. that is insane. I know they get paid a lot of money. Yeah, but, but that's ridiculous. For their mental health and everything, it's analysis, paralysis by analysis, and, and you see it. It's like Some players yeah. aren't even intuitive anymore. They're thinking too much about what they're – and this is, my, again, my opinion. I'm not in there I'm having no, this no, conversation. Yeah. It's just based on my experiences in, in, in the business world. When you get analysed by your seniors or people like uh, of authority – you can often fall into um, thinking about, oh, hang on, what am I supposed to be doing rather than just acting on mm. what sh- should come natural. I mean, and we're talking about sport here, so 95% of the players probably started when they were five and have worked all that way. So it's not something new to them, Jesus, except yeah. someone like a, a Cox at Collingwood who's got an athletic skill set and then just needs to learn the fundamentals of the game. That's a little bit different. He might need to be spending more time on those one-on-ones and analyses. Yeah. But you, you, um, uh, your Pendlebury's and, and these guys, like let them just think, play their game yeah. and enjoy it. I mean, Michael, um, some folks, um, Lee Matthews allowed mm. someone like Jason Ackermanis to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, have, and look, I... I a couple of flags. Yeah, exactly. Look, I, I, don't, I don't mind... Yeah, I don't mind that feedback from the players, but at the same time, I, I do. Yeah, it's hard. I do agree with them in that, you know, they're saying that the the thirty plus plus minute quarters that do go crazy long, they're like they are so long. Like when you're out on the field and you're expected to run as much as they have to nowadays. And to and that, this is not, you know, my day was better and all that stuff. Just put it all that away. This was more physical. That was more physical. They are running more kilometres. Yeah. So, like, the the team is running significantly more kilometres than a previous team. And while, say, 10, 15 years ago, like a Robert Harvey or a Shane Crawford or one of these kind of guys was running massive Ks, there are a number of people running massive Ks now. So, because they're all covering the ground. If they want to play this cluster style of football, or however you want to phrase it, it gets it changes all the time. But yeah, and the whatever expect- that is, and it's, the- it, it's, there's so many more Ks in it. And bar two to five players on each team, Every player is almost expected to play or be in a position to play in every other position. So yeah. the only things are your, your pillars. Your, you're expected your, your to ruck, defend. Your ruck, your centre-half forward and your centre-half back are probably the only three that are forgiven if they can't play anywhere else. But oh. even then, most they, teams yeah. would be the ruck. If and, you're expected to be more physical, like there is going to be more fatigue. That's yeah. the simple reality of it. And if, they've got, if they need to tweak... Those rules a little bit, that's fine. But if they want to tweak them hardcore, that's when it, it becomes a problem for me. Just yeah. start small. Let's just so see. 
a, a good ad- adaptation I'd rather see this is the clock doesn't stop when the ball goes out yeah. of bounds. Like, and that's, just let that's it run. And then, and then it's yeah. make it 20 minutes, 22 minutes, whatever the case may be, and that's it. Yeah. Fin- done. And that's fine. But if they're going to change it, let's just change it and it's another era. Yeah. If they have to change I don't see why they have to is the problem. No, I don't. That's what, I, that's what I... I think what you pointed out and I went into a little bit more detail is it's the off-field stuff that should be looked at more Yeah. because that seems to be causing more um, of the uh, concerns from the players' yeah. uh, well-being than the actual physical games. But, I mean, grounds are harder, all that. There's other little bits and pieces that come into to effect. Uh, ultimately, it's a professional... Yeah, Eddie had dangerous, so, yeah. Yeah. Or Marvel now. Yeah. Um, so this year anyway. <laughs> exactly. I might not be able to afford the names. Right no, to next they're year. probably not. Um, speaking <laughs> no of... No movies being made. No. Well, that, oh, well, they just send them direct to digital. Mm-hmm. They, no, Disney cartoon. Plus is cheap enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say, going back to previous eras, uh, Diesel Williams is the nominated as the legend. Oh, is he? So Yeah, he'll... Yeah. He's good. a star. Yeah, good. very, very, very good player. Yeah, it um, could, uh, got leather poisoning many, many a time. Yeah, well, obviously, Brownlow medalists and in, in a lot of... He's a freak, yeah, joke of a player. And I, I don't know, do we want to get into the argument of why is Carey and all these kind of people not in it? I don't, I don't, don't care. I don't remember Diesel Glass and anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the, that's the problem, is he... Clearly... His your, role model wasn't Russell Crowe. No, I think clearly your off-field... Um, stuff. It, 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 where they they say it doesn't have any impact on it, it obviously does because Gary Ablett and uh, Senior and and he are not in there, and there's that's that seems pretty clear why. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Jason Dunstall, I think he was up this year. It's a shame he didn't get in, but oh, well, he'll get in eventually. Diesel's Diesel's a pretty fair pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Multiple premiership player, pretty pretty freak. Did yeah. he win two flags? He won ninety five. Did he win another one? I can't remember. Probably not actually. No, I think he's just the one oh, premiership one, one flag. Giving him a free flag. Yeah, Brown, Brownlow, but just um, uh, he 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 changed. or oh, didn't change the game. He he played a role that I guess was out of his time. Yeah. Um, and allowed uh, modern day players like a uh, Sam Mitchell, for example, to know that. They could make it even if their stature and their um, slow running ability meant that they uh, weren't like every other player. Um, they just managed to get a skill set that uh, was super valuable. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think Carlton would have won that flag with uh, without without Williams in the side. He, he was no. the instigator, average thirty five or something. Well, he, in most he, seasons disposal he and it was very 50 efficient. Disposals in a game, game in, in yeah. an era where that was just very difficult yeah. to do. So yeah, super efficient and effective on both sides. Like yeah, just d- different type of play. Just he molded himself to fit the the modern game, even though he'd been playing for a few years previously. Yeah, up at Sydney, Sydney I think it was yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's great nomination. No, no, that's well deserved. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't glass anyone. Didn't glass. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up. Yeah. Um, okay, fixture. What do we think about the fixture? So let's we'll bring it up. What well, are objectively we, to begin with? Yeah, I guess we'll yeah off the cuff. What do what do you think I, about it so far? Of yeah, the first block. Look, yeah, based on um, the little part I know of how the the AFL were um, calculating how teams would play each other for the remainder of the season if everything goes according to plan. Um, plus the hub in Queensland. Yeah, I, I actually like it. I think the, they've they've really honed in on the blockbuster matches. Yeah, uh, trying to get arch rivals or, or big combative teams at least one or two games for each of these first four rounds yeah. coming back. Um, good double headers. I like the idea um, of spreading across multiple time slots just to see how that goes. Obviously, we're at least two months, give or take week here or there uh, from crowds actually returning to yeah, uh, and that's, to and that's still live. speculation that's like, speculation we've, we've so still, it's not going to yeah. happen before then so to be able to see how uh, six, yeah, yeah. 6.05 on a Sunday works and how back to a week week in week out Thursday, Friday Saturday, Sunday Sundays go I, I like I, you and me and I, you, you and me you and I have discussed <laughs> multiple times how as Use. big football fans mm-hmm. Having it spread across four days makes it much easier I, to see more games. I've heard, I've listened, I've tried to understand these 
anti-vaxxer type Thursday night people are so weird. And I, I, all of you, all of you, in the words of Bomber Thompson, I cannot understand. Like, how does it make any sense when we have nine games in a weekend? How does it not make sense to not have double ups and break it up? Just all, it's just one extra is, day. Is, all you do is add that one in there, and then with a Sunday night game, you're not having overlaps. Why? Why? Why would? Why? Do, why would we break it up? It makes no, why not, divide the audience. You're not forced. It makes so you're no not sense. forced to watch it because it's on Thursday. Don't night. watch it. But ultimately, it's on early. What else is there to watch? You, there's, the free-to-air television is embarrassing. You can't tell me that there is like what like it starts earlier. You can't tell me it's on too late. Like it's something to talk about at the office the next day or you know whatever. Like I just cannot understand how people have a problem with it. Their arguments are ridiculous. Every time it's like it's too late. It's not. It's clearly not late. Like it. No. What time? How early do you go to bed? Are you twelve? Like I just. It's so strange. Anyway, I. I it's this year particularly. They have to make the fixture for television. So what oh, you're absolutely. saying makes sense yeah. in terms of all the rivalries and doing a Sunday night. Perfect. I'm loving Sunday. So, that's loving great. Sunday night footy. That's great. Well, the best thing about having KO or Foxhill is that you can watch the WA game. Yep. And it means you've got a game on at five five thirty, but I don't give a shit if it's at six. That's fine. It could be Big on at seven. It could be on at eight thirty for all I care. Make Sunday it at eleven. Night. Just go. No, it's just a but, really good action movie. But if it finish, look, it could be a really if the shit game, you don't too. have to watch all the post stuff as well. If the no. game finishes at ten, that's it. You can go to bed. What? <laughs> and really, that's it. With Ko, if you've got Ko, you can watch footy whenever. So it oh, almost I becomes. I, I get if the team gets heavily. Uh, schedule when you could go to it live on a Thursday if you've got a family. Yeah. But you do not have... We're not doing it. We're watching it on our couches. There so. are enough fans in the AFL for Thursday night games to work, and I think yep. they'll stay now. Absolutely. And, and, I, and I, I think it's crazy to not have it. I, I, international I, audiences will get more maybe involved it's because, because they're so used to it. Yeah. The North America um, and all the heavy um, football nations of the world play... Multiple games midweek. It's Tuesday, very old school. Wednesday, to, to Thursday. Just do the it's just this traditional. Yeah, when there was why pack it all when there was the ten clubs. When there was ten clubs, it was a VFL. Like I get everybody it. has a television. Like it's so long. Like yeah, we're basing radio, it off like stuff radio. from like a thousand years app. ago. You can watch it on your phone. Like, radio. Yeah, radio. Um, <laughs> Everyone's yeah, got I, a radio. I, I think again, like, if we're going to change things, this is the one thing that uh, well, we is very easy year, adaptable. But is yeah, I think just, ongoing is, oh. is absurd to not have Thursday night games. Oh, look, if anyone- and guess what? All these people that say, I can't watch it, it's too late, all this stuff. Don't! <laughs> that, that, 100%. 100% No that. one with a gun to your head. more allowed in your house. Guess what? They rate their socks off Thursday night games. Have a look at the ratings on, on a Friday morning. They yeah. rate really well for Foxtel, KO, Seven, it rates really well. ESPN, it rates well as well. So you cannot tell me that it's not a good idea. Yeah, if you're not watching it, who's watching it then? Who are these people? Who are they making up these numbers? There's enough people that are interested. Well, Miami. Yeah. That's who are making up the numbers. Miami. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's like, yeah. It's a, In terms of, we'll do this and we'll discuss the round. But yeah. what, what do you think about, the, while we're talking about the, the made for television products I guess what do you think about the night grand final there's arguments for it now because it would rate better the notion of, of the northern states but just before we get to that the other big problem and this is it is this is the reality of it is it's going to um, conflict with the Cox Plate and they have said we'd probably prefer to race during the day um, if the AFL can go at night yeah so a couple of things um, as a Trying to keep some things traditional, I always preferred the hmm. AFL grand final to be played in its traditional time slot. But it doesn't really phase me either way. As long as it's a really good game of football, I don't care whether it's Friday night, Saturday night, Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Look, Sunday afternoon, I wouldn't be like I'd have to take Monday off. It's a bit weird. Yeah. Well, I'd have well, to take Monday the off. We get the public holiday. Surely they'd make that. They'd thing. have to move it to the that Sunday, be, like, it, like in Queensland, in Sydney, but, um, with the NRL. But that's the thing. There's a conflict yeah, yeah. with the, that grand final. But uh, with the Cox Plate thing, um, sorry, they're two different sports. So Who cares? Well, that that's another. There's actually. Well, let's do this argument. And before that, <laughs> they're going to move it. That, that is so. The ridiculous. Conversation has been talked about already that they'll move the Cox Plate to after Melbourne Cup. 
at this stage because they oh. know they're going to lose out if they're going up against the juggernaut that is AFL. Oh. But they're different sports. The old school people that think like that are just as bad as the Thursday night vaxxers. Those people, <laughs> they, they are just as bad. These people will say, oh, well, we can't go into November. That's too close to the Melbourne Cup. What? Stuff, Who have... cares? It's different sports. Horse racing, you know, horse What's the ra- difference? Do it now. Horse racing Play it hasn't, now. hasn't stopped. Who cares? Yeah. It's, well, well, they, AFLW was going back to back with, um, well, on the world tennis, but in terms of cricket, that was playing at the same time. The world didn't end. It rated really well. What's the difference? Middle of the season is up against Wimbledon and the French Open. We Ooh, don't stop. Oh, we better stop for the Wimbledon. And does anyone complain it is, that Wimbledon's on too late in Australia? It makes me think there is someone in AFL that's like 150 years old and they're the ones making these bizarre decisions. That, that They are right up there with the Thursday night people. I cannot stand them as well. These people that think we cannot go head-to-head and there's this weird kind of like funny, you know... Uh, uh, weird handshake agreements between old business people within Melbourne a thousand years ago that we still seem to need to agree to these handshakes at the Australian Club in 1910. Like, what? Why does it? Why does it matter now that two people shook hands a million years ago and had these discussions that oh, we won't go head to head with each other? You know, wink, wink. What are no, you? Who, who cares? <laughs> like, what is this anyway? That I can't. They're awful. Those people as well. Terrible. Yeah. yeah look. Um, definitely this year. Look, get play, stuff. Play, play the grand year. final in Metricon Stadium. I couldn't care less. Yeah, well, I actually wouldn't care if it went. But the biggest problem is that the contract still stands with the MCG. Yeah, yeah we know what contracts. Yeah, we know what contracts are like. Well, the, the MCC, I think they might stand because they're they're a bit more. They're they're these old. Oh, they're the ones people. with the handshakes. Yeah, the yeah. Shan- they're the bloody handshake people, and their handshakes still stand. So I reckon the paper yeah, might stand. True, yeah. Um, no, so no, look, yeah, jokes um, aside. Well, jokes aside, I, well, do you want a night grand final? Or you don't care. I, I did. Like no, care. I, I well, hand, you, hand on heart, I'd prefer it to be Saturday afternoon, two yeah. o'clock, uh, ten past two, or whatever the actual technical time is. Um, <laughs> That's well, the, the the grand final time. People are crazy too. Yeah, two ten or something. They've been either. sneaking it till two thirty. They're just conditioning us. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, look, if you're going to try try something. Yeah. I mean, it's hard because it's apples to oranges. Everyone's going to be at home watching it, so the TV audience is going to be blown out of proportion. But it would be interesting to see or do a Twilight. Wh- what the international yeah. numbers are like well, and, they, then, yeah. and then go from there. The time Look, zone's a lot better, so it, yeah. it, for other markets it, it would be better. But anyway... Yeah, <laughs> it's a ridiculous scenario. I mean, like, I, I'm, I like tradition, but at the same time, I really don't mind anymore. This has been going for so long. I no, I mean, so what? You can still have your barbecues. You might not be so good at remembering the last quarter if it's a night game. But look, why not do a Twilight game? Yeah, if, Twilight if, 4.45. Yeah, start it then. It means the entertainment's at night, which I think I, I would agree would look better. I think yep. it could look better with a light show. I, I don't really care about the entertainment. I usually get another drink at that point, but whatever. Hmm. But... That's uh, you let's don't have let's to rush do that during the day. Yeah, you can get your Saturdays done. All the Queensland people because the, they're wanting to capture the northern markets. So I get that, and it had been it like the back end of the game. Certainly, the second half would be on during prime time. So yeah, and you what, get what's, uh, that that way you're capturing that audience. They get to watch the second half. The entertainment looks better. Mm-hmm. The the the, you, the the not night not day people can agree in the middle, and it can just yeah. be. Uh, uh, eventual handshake for a twilight. Uh, well, that's my fine. Only argument, it's fine. My only <laughs> argument would like for those who said, "Oh, it's about the international market and getting it." It's like, yeah, but if we bow to their demands, then we look weak. Like, well, that's, you're not yeah. you're not going to get the Super Bowl changing its time slot. It no. won't happen. Um, so if anyone's really into AFL, they'll switch on. But again. There's this thing called modern technology where you just watch it any time. And it is. I, so when and I was you in can the remove States, yourself And you can yeah, remove yourself exactly. from it. I almost did it in Melbourne physically. Uh, you had recorded it because I'd been working uh, oh, 2017. Got within a kilometre of he your got house with, and I saw the <laughs> Richmond flag Richmond, uh, out of someone's car. Scarf on the, you uh, nearly got door. there. So I, um, and I was prepared I to not school. say anything. Yeah. So you can do it. It's got to be very, very sneaky. <laughs> You, that was that was ridiculous that day. You got so close, and you were like, "What happened?" And I was like, uh, "We won." 
Yeah. So, um, anyway. All right. Well, let's oh, yeah, get, I'm very open to uh, night grand. You're fine with yeah. it. Yeah. I, I look. I knew you went one of the Thursday people. I knew you went one uh, of the Thursday. Night, bring you went Thursday one Thursday every week. Oh, yeah. It should be on every week. Um, let's go through the blocks. So um, we've got Collingwood Richmond straight up. Big game. Big game, and that was. I think that's fair because that was the round two game. So it's yeah, it was happening anyway. It so was the, well, yeah, it was literally the next game we we're meant to be playing. Yeah, so that's so that that's makes good. Perfect sense. We got Geelong Hawthorne. So sorry, that was at the MCG. Then we've got Geelong Hawthorne down which in is, Geelong, which is traditional Easter Monday. Which again, the next big blockbuster yeah. in the fixture. So it's good to schedule that. Have now, a, Hawks haven't <laughs> played there for like fifteen years, so that'll be what, fun. What do you what do you think of that bit? Do you care that no. it's being played down in Geelong? Makes sense. Okay, you yeah, don't have any problems with that. No, oh, we have discuss this at all no I have no problems with with it all I, okay. a lot of Hawthorne fans but they're Thursday people as well so they've been very angry I don't know why Hawthorne supporters should be used to getting like a really tough draw to the start of the year it's happened since 08 yeah right. anyway but uh, yeah uh, don't care no I'm happy to play Geelong round two yeah well, like a big game money like, money yeah we need money, yeah, money. <laughs> uh, Brisbane versus Fremantle at the Gabba because I'll have to keep announcing the grounds because yeah, the, the there's yeah. weird asterisks with some of them. So, interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how uh, A, Frio travel. Um, and Hogan Br- back. Won't how, play though, sure. No, nah, I can't see that. Happen. And <laughs> how Brisbane uh, respond to the uh, emphatic loss to start the year against the Hawks. Well, I think, yeah, I, I wonder whether it's been a bit of a reset and it looks like internally things are going quite good. Yeah. So, so from what you hear. I look... It's going to be. I think it's not the most exciting game on paper, um, but who knows? It could be the best game at the moment. I'd watch Gold Coast. Anyone? The Gold Coast versus Gold Coast reserves. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a great game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, look, that's probably the least exciting game for me. Personally. Carlton Melbourne at Metricon. No, sorry, at Marvel. I read at that Marvel. Wrong. Yeah. Um, again, <laughs> so to, be, to, Carlton have been moved. Removed out of Melbourne. Removed. <laughs> A lot of people would love to move down to Melbourne. Um, yeah, look, two teams that obviously uh, haven't had anything to no, uh, talk about pass. really high, highly in the last uh, eighteen months. So. Well, D's were pantsed in round one too. It was so, I, I, it was so Melbourne that they had this documentary and they, they were real tough and they had this commando guy from not like a commando, but like that. I can't remember yeah. his name. Darren Try- is it Darren Burgess the. The yeah, that's high, a that's a high, uh, high intensity coach. Yeah, yeah he's from, been around he's been around for, for a lot time. of big, but big yeah, soccer clubs and stuff. Soccer clubs and AIS uh, Athletics Australia. Yeah. He, but yeah, he was he's putting been, them through the ringer, and then now they they just get Melbourne again. Melbourne again, yeah, can't so. kick can't kick straight. Um, <laughs> and Carlton, well, Carlton, yeah, Carlton. Yeah. Well, Cribs will probably win it. Twenty five to twenty six, something like that. Nah, Cribs will Cribs will kick more than yeah, that. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Port versus Adelaide. Sandown's always, uh, showdown's so, always good. Yeah, so a few people were like, what's going on? How come they don't have to play this in the Gold Coast? Like, well, they're still there in Adelaide. Why would they go to the Gold Coast to play the derby up there? Yeah. Just play, play it in Adelaide. They're Adelaide. already there. Yeah. Just don't leave yet. <laughs> leave later. Does that not make sense? I don't, I'm really confused why that was a problem. No. Yeah, uh, this no, ISO's but... made people very angry. Um, and, and, and a little bit incomprehensible. <laughs> crazy. Involved, yeah, yeah that's true. There's people coming up with some ludicrous stuff. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, Gold Coast versus West Coast up at Metricon. Oh, look, surely an upset's on the cards. <laughs> you reckon the coast? <laughs> well, well they were going to go there at some point anyway, so at yeah. least they get, to be honest, this is where people are like, oh, it's bullshit. It's like, why? They, they, they'll they get it out of the way early on. They'll probably belt them by 50 points. Yeah. Big deal. Nice little uh, yeah, warm-up. Booster. Yep. <laughs> Giants yep. versus North. At GM, no, not GM actually, at Giant Stadium. God, this driving yeah. is tiny on this app. Yeah, they're home glasses. Stadium. Yeah, they're, uh, look, uh, North Melbourne um, showed some good spirit, got got over the line against the Saints. Yeah. And I think they, they're going to be pretty strong. I think this is one team that will benefit from the time away just to sort of reset, think of some really good tactical um, avenues that they, they can utilise. So yeah. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that game. Um, obviously, the Giants were primed in round one. They look ready for an onslaught of, uh, of a season. So I uh, still think they're going to be hard to be. But yeah, look interested in that game. Sydney Essendon at the SCG. Uh, it'll be a close <laughs> game. I don't know how exciting it'll be. Um, nobody, no Danaher, no Hurley. <laughs> Where are the goals going to come from? Yeah. So, I don't know. quite low scoring. Look, let's hope that it's a Sydney put down, Paul. Like, just make it really wet weather football and they can hurt each other. 
And then the end of um, round two, Saints versus Dogs. I think they actually could be a good game. Yeah, it's yeah. at Marvel. So you, you would expect that to be a pretty fast and furious game. Would have been game. a good crowd too. Yeah, yeah, you would think so. Look, yeah, and that's a good game. And that's good a Sunday night. And that's a good game to finish the, the, the round with on Sunday night. Um, you would think both teams pretty fast. So yeah. um, hopefully it's a high scoring game. But So I guess like... I like it. It's a good round to start. Yeah, it's a good round. And we'll go through them all as the weeks go on. But I guess looking at it, who do you think is more advantage or disadvantaged? I mean, obviously the teams... The first thing to look at is, do you think the teams that you know are having to move to another place are they disadvantaged more than others? I don't think they've been that disadvantaged, but what do you, what do you think? Um, each team's very different. They're, they're, they've got different um, uh, chemistry, different makeup coming off uh, different seasons. For me, someone like West Coast, they might be a little bit uh, shaky in that first game, but after that. They will have settled. They will have been in Queensland for the best part of two weeks or maybe three, yeah. depending on when they get there. So they'll, they'll get acclimatised, um, very professional, well-drilled. They'll be familiar fine. with Cav Avenue by that point. Yeah, they'll have all their spots of where to eat and go out and all, all that type of stuff. Um, whereas, I mean, we don't know about Adelaide. Like, look what they have done for the last few years. Like, Who knows what to expect if they have to spend a month somewhere else. Uh, same as Fremantle. Port Adelaide. Look. Well, it all depends on the governments, really. Like yeah. WA and but the, and those games, those four games are getting played up in Queensland. Yeah, oh no, so no that's, that's what it. I mean. Yeah, it's, so it's too late now. Um, yeah, so they're fine. I mean, the big big winner on paper for for this first box, obviously Geelong, because um, they only have to travel once. Yeah, and everything else is at GMHBA, and most likely that. All their home games for the season will be played there. Yeah. Whereas a lot of three or four were or at the MCG, so that's a big win for them. Um, but look, it's there's always going to be if you look at the overall sort of picture for the f- first block, it was always going to be uh, a big section that were sort of on par with each other, and then there was going to be three or four teams that had really easy draws and three or four teams that had. Really hard draws. Yeah, that's going to flip towards the end of the year. Everything going according to plan. Yeah, yeah. Collingwood Hawthorne have probably got the two hardest draws um, to start this. Richmond uh, have probably had a pretty good one. I would have thought. Yeah, Richmond's looks pretty good, but I mean, running premier on paper, playing at the MCG always makes it. You don't know. Like some teams just change well, next year. You know what I mean? Like, I think crowds already, and I we already went through this, but I think crowds, no crowds already has impacted games. I'm not saying they completely change results, but it it, it just shows how much of an impact it has yeah. um, in terms of round one. So I think a lot of that stuff are like, oh, these guys have got an incredible um, you know, run. It's like, well, not necessarily because there are no crowds there at all. I think that does have an impact. As crazy as that might sound, that yeah, especially it, abs- those, it absolutely does. Especially those uh, one stadium teams. So your, yeah. your Giants and your Cats. Like anyone who's been to either of those grounds, um, especially the Cattery, knows how um, strong and, and, and boisterous the, the Geelong faithful are down there. So that, that could yeah. make a big, big difference. Um, but just on, a, on another note, I mean, um, it hasn't been talked about too much, only with one or two um, really notable coaches. A question for you. How much more will coaches' tactics come into play this season, do you reckon, given everything that's at play? Shorter quarters, um, a big layoff before the yeah. actual real start of the season. Um, do you think? Yeah, I think ultimately, like, for me... And I was going to say this about something else, but I think for me, it's it's going to be the more professional teams are, are going to have a big advantage this year, like quite a big one. And that seems like a silly thing to say because obviously they're going to have more of an advantage, but I think this year they're going to have a real advantage. So the ones that um, you know came home in time, that did all the right things, that have been doing recovery properly, the richer clubs... Um, as well, like you know, Richmond had all the players, you know, sent them all a bike and weights and all that stuff. That simply didn't happen at every club. So there are, particularly once you get four or five, six rounds in, there will be teams that will start to fall apart because the whether it's injuries or you know they just didn't train enough properly or you know that second preseason just didn't work. Um, that that's going to really fall away. Um, but and part of that is 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 the best coaches that are usually the more professional teams. 
um, that they have a clear advantage, yeah, because they've had more time to really look at what works. They've had time to really heavily study round one. Obviously, normally you don't have a week and you've got to keep moving. Um, they've had some sample size to see what worked, what didn't work. Um, so the teams that uh, that are that step ahead, yeah, I think they've got a leaps and bounds jumps. I think it'll get to the point where, particularly in the second half of the season, we could see um, the really pro bigger teams and the richer teams, unfortunately, really belt down on some of those other teams, like even more so than, than it has been in the past. And yeah. part of that's going to be tactics, but I think a big part of that will be injury and, and lack of recovery because of the the um, this essentially a second off-season. Yeah, and not because it's been that long now. It's effectively another off season, basically, and not having that full spectrum of yeah. uh, personnel at each of the clubs as well. You're right. I, I, I like how you um, explain that. I tend to feel quite similar. I think those those wealthier clubs um, uh, will tend to uh, get through this season a little better, and therefore probably have a much more successful campaign than those clubs that yeah. have been struggling or are building over the last few years. Because yeah, I know everyone's like, oh, well, things have been evened up a bit. You know, we're all playing each other once and we all have to take, um, you know, the 25 people instead of the, the more amount and all that stuff and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And coaches have been let off at, at all clubs and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, yeah, I get that. But <laughs> you can't put a price where you can. It's expensive. You can put about a price 1, on it. About one point two million a year, I think. Well, no, but not even that. Like I know the cap's gone down, so there's, there's uh, soft cap and hard cap. Hard caps, you know, players and stuff like that. Soft cap is is the for people that don't know is like the you know coaches and back of house. It used to be around ten million. It's been brought back to like six and a half because mm. they've just got to curb the spending, and and they and I think something that hasn't been discussed. And again, this could have been a good story to do over the last few weeks, but whatever. Um, another thing they could have talked about was the, how much the coronavirus is going to impact the arms race because there, there is an arms race between clubs and the richer clubs, particularly with that high soft cap, can and they can pay essentially luxury tax and spend more. They, you know, West Coast have so much money, they can get X and then the AFL goes, oh, well, that's going to cost you this much more. It's like, pff, I don't care. They've got so much money, what's the difference? So there are clear things like that, but I think that the divide's going to get even wider, unfortunately. I think it's going to get pretty full on um, through the season. So I, I think the the big, you, you can, as I said, you can put a price on getting an exercise bike and weights and a full fitness regime to to all of your players that that that's quite expensive and there are clubs that were able to do that and there are clubs that weren't able to do that and there'll be a few like Oliver Twist type stories where like someone that's you know had virtually no you know weights or whatever or you know look at the little train that could type St Kilda type of club that's you know not had the coin to no I'm being serious yeah. that hasn't had the coin to do it and they've ma- magically won a bunch of games but through a whole season I don't know where that's going to stand the whole way through yeah and, and those teams that have got Relative, like the new coaches in place. Yeah. I mean, your Hawthorns, Sydney's, Geelong's, Richmond, etc. Um, well-established coach, um, so the players know what is expected of them. Yeah, Adam um, Simpson, all those guys. Yeah, yeah, whereas new coach, new expectations, new things, harder to get used to. Probably harder then to uh, re-gel uh, come come the the restart of the season. So yeah. Look, Unfortunately, I think at least for this year, even more, and probably normal. into and probably probably into the I first half of next years. year. Yeah. Um, yeah, those those big clubs. Well, because they won't increase the spending for ages. Yeah, that's the problem. It's going to yeah. be probably next broad unless they can really. And that's we spoke about this. It sounds like the media deal is going to get extended, but still, we won't see the same kind of money we've had in the past for a while. No. Um, the, the, Especially in the football department. No, and, and the problem is the recipe for. A lot of injuries is really kind of on the cards here. I mean, they've they they did a preseason. They played one round. Uh, players, well, a lot of players that about you hear a lot of stuff. Like a lot, I'm sure a lot of it's not true. Some of it is true. But players, you know, coming late and um, you know, obviously weren't doing their their fitness stuff. And there's going to be players that'll be completely out of. It'll show the unprofessional clubs pretty quickly. Yep. Um, and you can take a guess at who those are going to be. But they're going to be by mid year. There'll be some, and that's why they're already talking about more interchange and bringing more players in, and you know, rookie drafts and all this sort of random bits and pieces because they're trying to work out well, what happens if there's hardcore amounts of injuries at a club? What do you do next? So the AFL's kind of kept that carrot dangling so that if that happens, they can quickly bring that in. Yeah. But teams like Richmond that have got a full list and West Coast that look pretty pretty well up and going, you know, those richer clubs, even Collingwood as well, they're 
a lot of those more powerful clubs, Hawthorne, they're, they're going to be looking pretty good. And part of it is that they've got these amazing coaches as well. You know, that's why they're at the top of the game. I don't see, put it this way, I don't see like a little a, a rise coming this year necessarily. I think it's going to be a lot of the usual suspects this year um, in terms of teams actually going into the finals and winning the flag. I don't think it's going to be a, a surprised year where someone really comes up. I think this year's going to make it a lot harder for that to yeah, happen. I agree. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Thanks for, for watching. watching. Have um, fun. Thanks, Ed, for all yeah, your yes. awesome work behind the camera. <laughs> oh, mate, Ed. Um, hopsterhome.com.au. AFL Deep Dive as the promo code. You get $25 off your first pack. Beyond the Game TV, check it out. Look at all the content that Ed's doing in ISO. Yeah, flick us questions either on Beyond the Game uh, Facebook page, our Facebook page, yep. Twitter, wherever. Um, discussion points that you'd like us to discuss. On our next episode, whether that's next week or the week after, uh, who knows? It'll be keep, before round one. We'll do like a proper keep round in suspense. one. Round, round one. Yeah, round it'll definitely two. be round two. Yeah, yeah. It keeps saying round one because it's been such a long break and it literally feels like another season. Yeah, we'll definitely. It was yeah, a short season. Yeah, between, that one game. yeah, between now and um, and this, the re, the reboot, we'll definitely get another episode in. But exactly. in the meantime, be good and yeah, have fun, enjoy. Thanks, guys. Goodbye.